Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hey, this is Keith Jones, the president of Hockey Operations of the Flyers. Hi, I'm Paul Holmgren. Hey, I'm Travis Konechny. Hi, this is Travis Sanheim. Hi, I'm Joel Farabee. Hey, I'm Scott Lawton. This is Dan Helfer. Hi, this is Bob Clark. And you're listening to... Snow the goalie. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, as we rode it up, your team, your town, your Philadelphia Flyers, not only did they win, they won it in overtime. They win in overtime, they take down the Vegas Golden Knights. Bye-bye, good night, au revoir, go cross country. The Golden Knights have been vanquished here in this, there we go, in the city of brotherly love. Ladies and gentlemen, that is it. It is over. Your Flyers win in overtime. Just watched 100 fans walk through here. Just, just jacked up. We jacked them up even more. I got to get the old raise the roof a little bit. The hype Listen, is real. That's the hype about is real as tonight. bad a goal as you're ever going to see in an overtime. Yep. But they don't ask how rest. They ask how many. And um, I'll tell you what. The Flyers, to their credit, really stuck with it. They did. And... Um, did a great job on a couple power. Uh, they had their own power play, which let them down late. But they did a super job against Vegas's power plays, at least keeping it together. And trust me, you know Vegas getting that third goal at the end of the second period. I thought they had a lot of the momentum. They had all the momentum. Uh, and uh, you know the Flyers were going to be on their heels. That really wasn't the case. And um, credit Vegas, they played very well. Carter Hart made some great stops when he needed to. Yep. A couple of them were softies that I think he'd like back. But you know, all in all, I mean. Is Vegas a better team than the Flyers? Sure. Yeah, they are. Um, or are they? They Bundy, are. Yeah, they are got... the Flyers better than everyone thought? Well, they, they played like their backup backup goalie today. Yeah. You know, yeah. we didn't see Aiden Hill, the Stanley Cup uh, winning, winning goalie. But Flyers are going to get a lot of backups. They've had seen a lot of backups. But let's not dis- diminish the loss or this win here because yeah. it's a great win. I mean, it they is. just beat the Stanley Cup champion. Yep. And I don't I don't care if they won, they won it. They're the last champion in the league. And the Flyers are able to pull it off in overtime. A great afternoon here. A great crowd. Good group of people. And uh, a real happy a happy group of Flyers fans leaving the building today. I want to bring this guy. Come over here real quick. Get on in so here. We have... Come in. Let's go. Get in here. Come in. All right. Introduce yourself. How you doing? Joe Tully, Stratford, New Jersey. So, Joe, it's his 50th birthday. 50th? Dude, I, I go way back, man. Uh, I was hanging out the car. He's, young. He's younger than I am. Yeah, I was at, I was hanging at the car of my like my parents when the last time the Flyers won the Stanley Cup. I was an infant. They brought they brought me out of the like the car and it was like in the parade. 
and I was like, we haven't won a Stanley Cup since. I love Torts. I love what he's doing right now. I love Danny Breer. I, I guarantee and you. And love, you love Snow the goalie too, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the only Absolutely. Flyers podcast. <laughs> Everybody, give it, up, give it up for Joe. You, you, a, ha- a very happy birthday. This is a heck of a present. Oh, oh my God. It was, it was amazing. To beat the best NHL team out there right now, yep. we, we took two points. Two points is what we took tonight. That's awesome. Amazing. Joe, keep celebrating, buddy. Happy 50th. Oh, Bundy, thank you we guys so much. Russ, thank you guys so much. Absolutely. I love what you guys do. Keep it up. Keep promoting hockey. I love it. We will there do we go. so. Thank Ladies you. and gentlemen, Happy give it up 50, for Joe. Buddy. Thanks, give man. it up for him on his birthday. There we go. You know what else, dude? If you Joe, come down, everybody, let's hear it for Joe, everybody. Happy oh, birthday, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. All right. right. So we love here. A lot of people. I love, flyers, so of people. I love you guys. Keep uh, thanks, guys. Thank thanks, you. all you fans. See, this is, let's go Flyers. This is, this is why we do what we do. We're up here in the top level in the unnamed sports book. They don't sponsor us, so we don't name them. We're up here in the sports book, every home game, the press row show, the number one rated pregame, intermission, and postgame show, the side of the Mississippi. Hundreds of people up here today. I, I, I'm, I'm like literally hundreds. Not. Yeah, and it's and, and you know what we say? Like we want I love having someone come on. It's his 50th birthday. Yep. But we have people up here all the time coming to yep. talk to us and they sit next to us in the periods. We love it. That's what yep. we're here for. Yep. Not only do we put this show on at the intermissions with pregame with you guys, I'm doing the uh, the the Flyers radio broadcast yep. before this. But we come up here, we get some awesome fans. People always come and say hello. They talk hockey with us, share their sentiment of the team, their hopes, their visions for the team, and we love every second of it. You know, here we go. So Dr. Panglass checks in. Dr. Panglass lives out in California because we have people all over. We had the, the fine folks checking in from Finland before the game. As per usual, our listener Andrew from Texas is up here, was up here on the pregame show. We just had Joe on, 50th birthday. Dr. Panglass out there in California says many of you were wrong. This is a blue-collar, hard-working win. And I'll tell you what, let's be honest, none of us picked the Flyers to win except for intern Andrew. Now, he's, he's, he is that much closer to catching me in the standings, which honestly is tremendously upsetting. Tremendously upsetting. Like, it's not going to take long. I have a bad feeling. You think he's going to get you? Intern Andrew is absolutely going to catch me by the new year, without a doubt. Doc Pangloss? That was a blue-collar win today. Sure and you was. know what else? you got to have some good stops, um, and uh, and you got to be able to uh, – a lot goes into beating a team like that. Yep. And um, the Flyers did it. Like, and you know what? If it's feeling good, like, now, would I, would I say would I want this team to line up against them in a seven-game series in April? No. No, because there's a different gear that goes on. They're on a, a middle of a road trip right now. Yep. But still, for the Flyers to come home – I thought they looked exactly how a team was supposed to look coming off a long road trip. Yep. The Flyers were awful the first 10 minutes of the first. Yep. Uh, they got their feet under them. They looked a little bit better at the end of the first, and the second period played itself out. I don't like to see them surrendering a two-goal lead when they had it. But, sure. you know, I mean, Vegas is a team that can come back. They have a lot of weapons. Um, as much as skill as they showed in this game tonight, it was ultimately some turnovers late with those guys that cost yep. Vegas, you know, with uh, Eichel and uh, Marcia So. Uh, but... Uh, Give the Flyers all the credit. They deserve this win today. They stuck with it, and it take, takes every, took everybody on the ice to do it. Some mystery goals, Russ, as we said, the seeing eye goal. Uh, Tyson Forster, we haven't seen score yet. He yep. gets one. Uh, power play worked. So there's a lot of weird things that have gone it, on in this there, game. This was a strange game. It was Star Wars night, and uh, I, sometimes I wondered if we were living in a galaxy far, far away, if we were somewhere in the multiverse where the power play clicked. You get a guy like Forster off the schneid. Carter, Carter Hart played very well, minus, as you mentioned, soft goal. Um, but for the most part, 
played very well against a an absolutely stacked Vegas Golden uh, Knights lineup. A lot of positives. Um, by the way, we're going to let, let people know. Anthony and intern Andrew have now run down to the bowels of the Wells Fargo Center where they're going to be getting a player, is what we've been told, for a post-game interview. And when they have that set up, we'll throw it down to them. I will say a couple plays that uh, t I took notice of in the third period. Cam yeah. York on a two-on-one made yeah. a great play late. It was mm -hmm. about five, maybe six minutes. I, I might be wrong in the time. Yeah. Got his stick down and broke up a two-on-one. That was a critical play in this hockey game. Yeah. Uh, it was still 3-3 then. So he picked it up. Uh, I thought he had a little bit better game. I want to see more of him offensively, like really taking the puck and trying to move with it. Yep. Um, but defensively, I thought he was a bit better tonight. There's guys that are taking pretty clear um, – How's the word? What's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, clear chances. They've been directed by the coach to to yeah. basically you go play how we need you, like we think that you can play, yeah. and don't worry too much about it. Sandheim's one of those guys. Like he's basically like we don't have another option, so you're our best skating guy. Get up the ice whenever you can, and yeah. don't worry about what I I I don't want to say Tort says it like that. Yeah. But he's like you have more free reign to go take a shot up the ice because we just don't have that kind of guy to do it. So yeah. someone's got to try to do it, and that's you. So Mister. Twister checks in. Mm. Team is fun, hardworking, likable group, having much more fun watching than I have in years. It is amazing the difference that it makes. And, and you know, we've, we've said it a million times. I get that it, it might be annoying to hear. It might seem cliche. This organization set a, an expectation that this team was in a rebuild, pretty much telling you without telling you, set the expectations low, right? Don't come in thinking that, we're a cup contender. And when you set the expectation low and then you overperform, it makes it feel that much better well, when yeah. you see the team go out and get wins. Especially, and I, I said this the other day, and I'll continue to say it, I don't care how they play against bad teams. If you go out and you match the effort level and you try to match as best you can these better teams and these are the games that you pick up the points in, I'm happy. Because not only is that teaching you how to win, it's teaching you how to rise to the occasion and, and play against a team that from top to bottom, you'd say, is a more skilled lineup. Yeah, and, and again, you know, like Breer had said before the year, you know, the the, the players will be left to, to determine what kind of a season it looks like. You know, you can always put effort on the ice, you know, even though yeah. if we maybe were looking, lacking skill or, or lacking the kind of personnel that has other ha teams have lined up appropriately slotted, maybe the Flyers don't have it. But you can work through anything in the sport of hockey. You can give it 100% and make the game look a lot closer, make it a lot more interesting. That's why... That's why the sport is a great sport. Yeah. Um, because your work ethic can take over the game. And let's and in fairness to the Flyers, how difficult it has been for this team to win games. They have to put a lot into winning games. Yep. And that's a very difficult thing to sustain over a long period of time. It's almost impossible, but you have to savor the victories. You know, we ha we're coming off a guy that was a GM here before last year that lied to the fans, gaslit every night, everything was BS. Uh, oh, we have a good team. No, you didn't. Yeah. You were you were not a good team. And most more importantly, you didn't have the personnel that put in the effort that you needed to sustain on, on, a, on a nightly basis. Now, Tort started to change that a little bit last year as he, he came in and tried yeah. to work through the lineup, and now he seems to have a better groove of it. But, no, there's not – that's not the way it's going to work here. You have to be completely honest. And like they said, yeah, we are rebuilding. So I don't want anybody to, to jump, you know, off the horse and say, oh, we, we're better than we are. Just enjoy what's going on right now. Keep playing it the way it is. They're in a playoff spot, I yep. believe. And, and you know what? What else do you want? Last year they were let's, buried. They're coming off a 10-game losing streak around this time. So this is a bit of joy. Let's talk about what the difference a year makes, okay? Yeah. Fletcher Mort goes into last year saying it's a retool, not a rebuild. Yeah. Tells people 
people go out, they buy season tickets, being told that, like, going into the offseason last year that they were going to retool this thing. Very much gave the wink and nod that they were going to be players in free agency. There was a Johnny Gaudreau out there. There was an Alex Dabrinkit available in, in the trade market. They don't do anything. They go into the season. They lose a couple of guys. They lose an Atkinson. They lose a Couturier. And then in December, he doubled down and said, well, you know, we think that we're going to get Coots back. We think we're going to get Cam back. And when we do, we think that that's going to give us the lift that we need to potentially become a, a contender for a playoff spot. And that was never, I mean, we have to be real here, that was never going to happen, ever. Chuck lied to everybody in this town, for either for his own good or for what, I don't know why. Yeah. But the team, that team, I'm telling you, was never going to win a playoff round, yep. let alone even make the playoffs with yep. the amount of competitive juices that their higher-end type of players had. Uh, and again, that's, I think, what the one thing that I think a lot of outside sources that weren't legacy media said, don't lie. Yeah. Like, Just start tell, telling tell the, truth, the truth. Yep. Tell people the truth yep. of what it is. And then live in that. Yep. But to do anything else any other way is unjust. And um, and I think the thing is we're willing to say what this is. This is a good, hard-working hockey team. Yep. It's missing pure snipers. Mm -hmm. It needs a lot of things to go well every it's, night for it to win. It could use some blue line help. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. But they play as, I, as I said before, Russ, I've said it before, like this league is not so amazing that there's 12 teams that are just unbeatable. Yep. It doesn't exist in this league. There's too much parity. There's too many players. There's been too much expansion for anybody yep. to just completely worry uh, about not climbing the standings if you don't have a hard work ethic. Now, the other pieces will come. You do need high-end skill to, to carry you through playoff rounds and get you deep in the season. They're not there right now. Yeah. This playing regular season games is a lot different than playing a really good juggernaut in the playoffs that's in, in, a, in a groove, has been playing playoff, playoff hockey for two months. Trust me when I say these wins collectively are important, and they're important for the psyche and for the future of this team. Yep. Uh, hold on. We just got a message in here. I just want to double. Oh, look who we're getting for post game. Oh, good. Uh, very, very nice. We're going to be getting somebody that uh, has outperformed expectations, probably 10x what people expected of him. We're going to be getting Sean Walker. Yeah, that's great. For Didn't post game uh, with, with Anthony. So as soon as that's ready, we'll throw it down to them. Um, there was a question here that I think is an interesting one to ask, and it's, and it's a tricky one. And it's been something that I think we've talked about a few times, especially in the offseason, about, like, could the moment happen? And I lost the question here, but uh, I'll still reiterate it. Oh, here it is. Matt Beagle checks in. If Hart keeps playing the way that he does, does he become untradeable? No. No, I, I don't. I mean, I mean, if he plays, like, ridiculous every night. But, I mean, he let up two, two goals tonight that weren't great. Yeah. Has he been terrific? Yeah, he has. I mean, you can live with that when you let up a couple bad goals and your team finds a way to score more. But... I, again, you know, I, I don't, I still don't think there's any untouchable. Um, but you know, you can get stuck on that in the moment. You know, like you're like, oh my god, we can't trade him anymore, or he's just so. You know, look at things over a, a collective body of work and see how things go from there. But by you know, by no means um, do I still am I looking at this team saying, oh, he's completely untouchable because I just don't believe in that in anything. Because you're always looking for ways to better your team. Yep. And when I say that, I mean, who knows if someone comes and offers three players for one. Or something crazy yeah, exactly. where you got yep. you know, so I can't be the judge of that because I'm not, first of all, not GM and I'm not in that spot. But sometimes people get stupid and they get crazy ideas and they offer way more than somebody's worth. And then you, that's when you have to step back and say, yeah, I got to do that deal. 100%. Uh, let's see, because there's a lot here. 
Um, this thing came up about Sealer. Like, Sealer is the ultimate body on the line guy. He took a puck to the back, and we heard it all the way up here. That, yeah. That could, he had a hard time getting back to the, to the bench. What does that do for a team when you see your teammate willing to put the body on the line like that, fight his way off the ice, no stoppage? Like, what, what does that do? Well, he's the kind of guy in that role, like, I mean, he has to play like that. He has to put his body on the line. Anything short of that, he becomes a replaceable part. So there's something to Nick Steeler's game that's made him uh, and it has intangible stuff for this team. He's, he's tough. He, he plays hard. Uh, he blocks shots. He yep. makes fairly simple defensive plays. And that's why he's in the NHL. Yep. Uh, here we go. Four-game winning streak in November. Who would have thought? Flyers second in the Metro. Thanksgiving right around the corner. Are they going to be buyers at the trade deadline? Monday. Well, you know what? I mean, if yeah. Because, I mean, listen, oh if, if they get to that point and they're playing like this still, okay? Yeah. And I'm telling you, I don't know if they're going to be playing like sure. this by, by the time the deadline comes around. I hope they are. Because it's a good thing for all of us when a team is winning. I, I don't know if that's the case, but if that is, yeah, you go out and buy. Try to get some one piece in here to try to change maybe the look of your team going to the playoffs. Why not? Yeah. If a team has done that much for you, then you certainly want to try to give them a chance going in the spring, even knowing that it'll be a, a, a real tough climb for you. Someone for uh, Forrest checks in. Sanheim, three times most improved player award. He, he, looks, he looks better. He's, he does. He's certainly he's certainly taking a lot more liberties with the puck and getting up the ice. There uh, are some still boneheaded plays that he makes, but for the I most mean, part, yeah, like, but he plays a lot, you know. So I mean, he, so you're going to make a lot of mistakes in that scenario sometimes, and yeah. I'm fine with it. I mean, listen, at least he's trying to do something out That's there, right. you know. I mean, and I give him credit for that. This is a kid they tried to get rid of all summer. Yeah. For a guy that really is almost not playing, yep. injuries one after another. For so, Krug. For Tory Krug. So you know, when you look at a guy coming back with having the the kind of response that he's had. You can't say anything about good, but good things about him. Yep. Um, people checking in about York. Um, he was solid defensively. He had that good two-on-one play at the end. I mean, it requires a lot more than that for me at the end of the night. You got to do a multiple group of things. But when you're 3-3 and you make a nice play like that, that's certainly something that I always look for, something a young player can go back and, and kind of hitch their wagons to. And those are the kind of plays you look for that are positive and that make you feel more comfortable about your game. Yep. Um, we've got Eric Wisniewski checking in saying Torts is a better coach than the last two for sure. Um, Bob Wright, need to get down to watch a game from the Snow the Goalie Sportsbook. Miss being down there, and this team has made me excited for the future. They again. should call it the Snow the Goalie Sportsbook. They should. They should. They should. We'll talk to maybe people we'll, about maybe that. We'll just, we'll, just, we'll just do that on our own. <laughs> maybe yeah. we'll. Will we get in trouble? Maybe. <laughs> Not really possible. By the way, we're still waiting. We're waiting on Sean Walker, Anthony, down in the locker room with intern Andrew. As soon as Sean Walker is available, uh, we'll, we'll throw it down to them. Um, here you go. Rob Greeley, Johnny Hockey, who? Glad that Columbus paid the price, not us. I mean, we need to talk about this. I mean, in fairness, when he was a free agent, the argument on our show was that if you're really going to try to retool, he was the best player available on the, you know, like on, on the free agent market. But we said there's almost no chance he was going to replicate his final season with, uh, with Calgary. Like, there's just no way. And he just has not looked. He's just not been a great player since he's gone to Columbus. Well, I think, you know, he's a guy that's uh, had a guy like Matthew Kachuk open a lot of doors for him in Calgary mm-hmm. with his physicality. Yep. Elias Lindholm covered up for his awful defensive prowess in his own zone. Yep. Remember last year, Tort said, oh, you know, this team's a long way off from, you know, having a guy with that kind of high talent level coming here. I wonder what he'd think of that comment a year later. 
Like the Flyers are not yet ready to ha- sign a free agent like that. Yeah. Thank God they didn't. Yeah. Like seriously. Yep. You know, yep. that's just because that's a guy that's not going to probably play the kind of game Torts wants. Yeah. And, uh, you know, who knows? Yeah. World of skill, sure. But, I, you know, one goal, it's an empty net goal. I like this by Vinit Singh. Uh, really torn on Sean Walker, started the season as hopefully we can get a pick at the trade deadline for him, then saying we should be able to get a first-round pick. And now, what will it take to sign him? Like I joked on the first intermission show, like little did they know that they would go out and acquire their number one defenseman, Sean Walker. He's had a great, I mean, I don't think it's being hyperbolic to say he's had a great season relative to what the expectation was when they acquired him. He's played great. I mean, what more? He's 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 gone above and beyond the expectations every night pretty much. Absolutely. Which is why he's going to be on the Press Row Show postgame. As soon as I, I'm, I love watching this. I, I don't want to do this and embarrass Ant, but like, I don't know if you saw it a little bit ago. Ant's down there waiting in the locker room, and he does this thing where he like puts the hand up on the cubby. So he's just kind of like hanging out there, like, hey, "What's up? What's up? How how you doing? How you doing?" But uh, we won't we won't embarrass him by putting him on here before he expects to be. Um, here you go. Bob says Fletcher Mort tried to feed the fan base BS while this new regime actually knows how to treat a fan base that knows hockey. We come back to it again. If you come up to the Snow the Goalie Sportsbook, and we're going to get in trouble for saying that, but to the Snow the Goalie Sportsbook, you come up here, and Dan Hilferty, multiple times in this game, going back and forth, shaking hands with people, taking pictures of the works. You get Jonesy and Briere going back and forth uh, up here at this level. They're making an active effort, I think, to try to connect with the fan base, and it certainly doesn't hurt that as they're trying to do that on their end, away from the ice, the team on the ice is kind of going out and embodying what you want a Philadelphia Flyers team to look like. They're playing the right way. They're fun to watch. They're entertaining. They're playing for one another. Whether they get the result or not, you don't feel like the thousands and thousands of people who came today, this great crowd, they can't leave here, even if they had lost, they can't leave here feeling like they didn't get their money's worth because this team gives every bit of effort they have. Yeah, they do. They pour they pour it all in. They 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 and that's all you want. That's what we complained about. You know, was the effort and the, the way that this team had gone backwards. Uh they weren't competitive, you know, and that's a while ago now. So there's been a complete shift and and they're a team now that makes you proud to watch them. We can't expect the results, but we expect yeah. we expect work and we expect comp, uh compete high compete level from teams in Philly and this team has provided that. For a couple of years now, to yep. be honest. Yep. Uh, Where's Anthony getting uh, Walker? Is he gone back to LA to interview him? I don't. I don't, <laughs> don't waste it. You see him? Look at him over here. I wish I. I almost want to pop him on the screen. I won't. Yeah, now he's now he's got the one foot up on the on the bench. Do we do we bring him on first? No, we're not going to do it. We're not going to embarrass him. I'm still waiting for intern Andrew to uh, let us know what's going on down there. Maybe they're all. Uh, maybe they're having a moment in the locker room. All those guys. Maybe they're. Hey, here, here's a question for you, Bundy. Yeah. When you go into a game as an underdog, and, they, and the Flyers were a significant underdog going into today's game, when you're celebrating that in the locker room, when you're kind of taking it in with the team that you got to win, does a game like this mean more? Like, do you actually take a time as a, as a team? It's not like you feel bad, like, you know, moral victory and everything. But, like, do you celebrate this kind of win as a player more so when you were the underdog going into it, or is it just another win? <sighs> That's a good question. You know, I, I would – I would say probably uh, you celebrate a little bit more for just a couple minutes because you beat a really qualified team. But at the same time, I think you realize, like, yeah, you got another game tomorrow night. We've got to get ready for that. And uh, this was a great win, great way to start the weekend off. Uh, but you got to move on pretty quick. You can't, uh, can't relish in a victory like this for too long. Yeah. 
Um, let's see. Battleship says, I think the success now sets up future trade capital, the deadline, but boy, are we building up trade value on our players. So, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, but, you know, getting them to play like this in March is 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 another part of it. Right? Yeah, for sure. Like, you know, if you're going to want to trade them all right now, then, well, you might get value, but also teams are going to dig into that, right? Yeah. Like, they want to see a body of work. So if you can get guys that are still continually playing well, who knows what will shift. I, but, I, I mean, again, there's the, the fact of the matter is they do need more high-end skill up front. They have some in the system, yeah. as we've seen, and they definitely need to improve their defense over time. How do they do that? Probably with finding assets or through the draft. But the better the free agents, the better the team is, the more likely they're going to have an opportunity to get better free agents come here. Yeah, and, I mean, you know, you think about – how does a player look at coming to play for John Tortorella, right? Like, you have to have a certain mental makeup, I think. You have to be mentally strong. Like, you're not – as a free agent, are you going to go out of your way to go play for a guy like Torts? Maybe. If, if, if the team is winning and if the team looks like it's on the precipice of, of actually making a run, then I would think yes. If not, you know, I, there, there is something to be said for, like, the, this group of guys, if you consistently show that you're hard to play against, you're playing for one another, and it also just so happens that you have this guy who typically – pushes the right buttons in a playoff stretch. Like, I don't know, maybe that does become appealing. It's just crazy to think that we're having the kind of conversation that we're having. We're not, by the way, we're not saying they're going to be a playoff team. We're not saying they're a cup contender. Like, let's not get that twisted. But it is interesting here that we're more than halfway through the month of November, and we're talking about, wow, they've now gone out, and they've picked up significant wins on the West Coast, significant win on the road against Carolina, significant win, well, they just beat three straight play. Uh, did LA? Um, LA might have been out of the playoffs, but no, they beat Carolina playoff team. Obviously, Vegas. Yep. But LA is an up and coming team, and Anaheim certainly was five hundred when they played them. Yep. Um, I mean, they've done a lot of good things. I, I, yeah, we're still waiting for Anthony here to get us uh, Sean. He's Walker. Apparent, he's apparently looking for Sean Walker. Okay. So somehow we don't want to. We don't want to go an hour post game. We don't. So Ant um, better figure it out. He he has a limited amount of time here before we uh, throw him to the wolves, as yep. it were. Um, here you go. Cliff the Flyers optimist. And this is certainly an optimistic take. Carter Hart is playing like an elite goalkeeper. Why would we ever want to trade him? I don't get the narrative. We have a great goalie now. Why trade him? He can still be part of the future. Yeah, it's trying to collectively put the pieces together all at the same time. So, you know, again, there's a lot of goalies that play better in situations like this. Where there's no pressure to win. Correct. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, you know, maybe part of it. I don't want to say it. No, I'm not suggesting or that that's exactly what it is, but there's a lot of reasons. You know, if the team comes up together, it could be younger. You may have a goalie where they're still learning. Yeah. So it could be three, four years maybe before you see the return on, on, on the investments, and that's why you're saying, well, are we better off to move him? Because you can get you might be able to get a real whale you of could, a package. You can get yeah. a lot. You can get a lot for him. Sure. I don't think his timeline matches. If this team ends up being a bubble playoff team – then I think that calculus changes a little bit. Because then you say, all right, well, maybe this rebuild is farther along than we thought, or you have enough of these guys performing well that you go, all right, maybe maybe you change what, what you perceive to be your timeline. Like, maybe that happens. If you're looking at this and you're saying, it's going to be three years, we're doing a three-year rebuild, that's the point where you go, all right, it's, it's more worth it to have the assets. I go back to the interview that we did with Jonesy when we made the announcement about working uh, on a partnership with the team. Jonesy was very clear. The idea of having to pay a goalie, you have to be sure that that goalie is going to be an elite goalie for a long time. We compared it to like the NFL running back or comparing it to a quarterback on his rookie scale deal in the NFL. 
if you're able to take a cheap goalie and build the rest of the team, get your big money guys to fortify the blue line, to, to be your sniper up front, and you can play with a goalie who's on a pretty cheap deal, that's your better scenario. Otherwise, you run the risk of being like a Florida who, you know, had some good seasons, but like Bobrovsky makes a ton of money. Yeah. And, and it hasn't been justified, you know? Well, he got to the finals last year. So, I mean, if some people may say that, Russ, but yeah, I know. I mean, he's been inconsistent a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's the way it goes sometimes. You know, it is just unfortunately how it goes. But I, I, it's always, I think it's always about building a team is trying to get everybody the rice pieces on the, on the, at the same time where they're kind of in the same age frame. Yep. You know, where you, you, you're trying to get everybody kind of going in. And so that's, I think, where, what they're dealing with in terms of with Carter Hart. But again, there's no, is there an urgency right now? Danny Breer said two months ago, we're open for business. Yeah. He hasn't said recently that we've closed for business. Yep. So I would assume it's just as per usual moving this is, forward. This is either Fishy or, or Fisky or I don't know. It says, uh, I feel that building coming back. The refuse suck chant uh, maybe indicates that miss this type of hockey. Again, the crowd today was on fire. The crowd today absolutely gave the energy to the team, gave additional energy. That was a a great crowd in the building. It was as engaged as you can imagine. So, uh, Matthew Benick over here, if I ever get down 1,000% rubbing elbows with the Snow the Goalie crew, we had a lot of people up here today. For we sure actually did. still have some of our listeners up here hanging out with us post-game. Security was like, given, given the eye, I think that we had people up here, but it's okay. Because if you're here and you're in the Snow the Goalie sports book, you're like family. You're part of the show. You are? Yeah. Uh, speaking of family, where's our other brother? <laughs> Anthony Sanfilippo. You know, guy told us he's going to go down and get somebody. Oh, oh, I see him on camera. Oh, intern Andrew is like teasing. Here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pop him. Do I pop him on screen? No, I'm not going to pop him on screen. This is driving me nuts. This is what we like about this. So it's, it just takes us. It's not all this sophisticated stuff. It's not. It's, it's just, you know. It's grassroots. We would, we would love, we would have loved to have had him right as soon as the game ended. We'll, we'll wait. There are a lot of comments here, though, Bundy. I mean, like, we could probably do 40 more minutes. I don't want to. But we, we have more than enough here. Um, Didi Skinner, I have goalie PTSD, so probably can't be neutral. I never want Hart to go away. I guess that is the, the risk that you run, right? Like, we, we look at it and we can say, hey, you could get a boatload of assets, which you certainly could if, if Hart's playing like this. You could absolutely get a ton to help your rebuild. If you move on from him, though, and he does turn out to be like a top seven goalie, uh, and an Urson doesn't develop, or uh, a Kozlov doesn't develop, or... You know, one of the other guys they brought into the organization doesn't develop into that guy, then it ends up being like one of those things where you kick yourself. Maybe, potentially, who knows? Which one? You should be able to. You can click oh, here on we it. go. This go is ahead. uh, what they did they they hear us and try to steal our guy? <gasps> Walker going on Comcast? Oh no, that's a violation. That's a violation. I know who works over at Comcast, not Jordan Hall. There's somebody at Comcast who I'm sure checks in on our show. Doesn't like us very much. Joe Fordyce, who's the absolute best over there. Not Joe. No, there's somebody the else. Best. There's somebody else who hate listens to yeah. us over no, at, no, no. at uh, I don't really care. NBC Sports good. Philadelphia. <laughs> Again, not Jordan Hall. Great guy. Not, not, oh, Jordan's not jo- good guy. Not, yeah. not, good person. Not, not Joe Fordyce. Not them. Yeah. There's somebody else, though. Hate listens. Probably did hear who we were going to have and decided to play a game. Two can play that game. Uh, let's go back to Bud Stewart who obviously listened to the Jonesy interview. Jones would rather have a number one D. Is Carter worth a number one D, man? No. I, you, no it's, you'd be, that's, that's the thing. That's the one thing that probably trumps a number one D would be a number one goalie. That's really good. Yeah. 
And if he stays like this, you can't. Getting the number one defenseman, I really believe, is going to have to come through the draft. Really? I do. I really do. I mean, it, you know, you have a Petrangelo. There's other guys out there. Like, he, he, he moved teams. I'm trying to think of guys that were number one. But, you know, go ask Craig Berube what he thinks about Petrangelo yeah. <laughs> in St. Louis. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's changed their team. I, uh, I view the, the pipeline as being free agency. Like, that's where you would make your splash. Well, I almost feel like you have to develop your forwards now. And, like, if you're going to go out and get a mercenary, if a, somehow a number one D-man ends up on the open market, you keep the space clear and you just make a, you know, can't-refuse-offer. Yeah, and they'll, they'll have money to spend, but yeah. it's, you know, it's a matter of that guy wanting to come here. I always, I always like it, you know, get, trying to get the guy that you know is more of a sure thing, and I would be through the draft. Like, most teams, when you look at their number one guys, they've had those top defensemen. They were picked in the draft yeah. for the most part. I like the security probably... Picked, uh, kicked Ann out. Cryptic Cowboy says... Uh, I don't know where... <laughs> All right, Anthony. Is he done? Look at Anthony. Getting him a hot dog. Look at Anthony. Here's the problem. The second that we go off air, he's going to get him. And then Ant doesn't have the technological wherewithal to know how to record the interview. It's going to be a problem. But it might be about time to bail on Ant. I mean, we're 40 minutes. Is it 40 minutes? Yeah. Has it been that long? Yeah, it has. Got a lot of people here live on YouTube and on Facebook and on Twitter. I guess you guys can let us know. Do we hang out here until Ant gets the guy? Do we answer questions? We are the most interactive post-game show. It's why we're the number one post-game show, the side of the Mississippi. Everyone knows that. Uh, let's see. Hold on. We got, a, we got an update. All right. Hmm. Intern Andrew's offering to uh, film the interview, and then we can put it on the YouTube channel. We might go that way. Let's All see. Right. Let's get a couple more questions, comments, and concerns in here before we go. Um, Scott Taylor notes that... Allegedly, this year's draft is loaded with defensemen. There, there is someone who would be pretty well in the know who recently passed along a little bit of info about this draft, at least how it's being perceived from a, let's say, like a scouting perspective. Said that this draft, while there might be good defensemen, doesn't have elite caliber. Like the top seven picks in this draft aren't going to be elite elite. Yeah, that, the, that the disparity between, say, the first overall pick or the top two and, like, say, three through 18 isn't going to be that big. You know, like, there's just gonna, there's a bunch of guys. There's a bunch of guys who could, like, be solid players. But right now, there aren't a ton of guys being viewed as potentially elite or cornerstone players, which is interesting. And wouldn't that be a shame if, you know if your, your wheels do fall off this season and you end up getting a top pick and it's in a draft where there isn't that stud, there's not a, a Connor Bedard or a, a, you know, a number one defenseman on the board. You don't have like a McCarr available. No, no. You know, so uh, Rob South says that we should not leave Ant behind. Right, he says don't leave a brother. But yeah, but I mean, it's, it's, this is way past. Like if you need to get a player after a game, it's usually within 15 minutes. I don't know what's going on here. Uh, I mean, I'm disappointed. Do I say I'm disappointed? Is Gretzky down there? We don't know. <laughs> you know what? Maybe Gretzky's down there. If if so, Ant should go grab him. Uh, here we go. Rory is 100% right. Ant will cry about it on the next episode tomorrow on the Press Row Show. Ant will complain the whole time if we, uh, if we bail on him. I'm going to give this. I'm going to give him 90 seconds. If he's not up here or live with a player. Like it's Saturday. Within, within, it's Saturday. <laughs> We've got a lot going on. A lot going on. Um, all right, here we go. Anthony <laughs> looking for Nolan Patrick to interview. What's that? Look at <laughs> <laughs> looking for Nolan Patrick. 
Oh, that poor guy. I don't want to laugh at people today. I do, I do feel bad for that guy. I hope that he's well. I hope that in a human, yeah, of course. on a human level, obviously, that the concussion thing and, and all of those issues, I do hope that he's at least living a, a, a high-quality life, even if that means he never plays hockey again. I do hope that, on a personal note, that he is doing well. We haven't heard anything. I mean, I, I've, I haven't seen a, a, a single update about it for a long time. Uh, we've been told should be over momentarily. Bundy, if you want to go, you can. No, I'll I guess just I can out just, now. We'll, we'll see. I'm, we're, intern Andrew's listening. Oh, he's here. Let's go. That's what they say. All, All right. right. We're gonna, let's see if we can throw it. Intern Andrew's getting the camera set up. Uh, Ant is down there with Sean Walker. Let's throw it to them. I'm here in the uh, locker room with uh, Flyers defenseman Sean Walker. Sean, heck of a game against uh, a really tough team in Vegas. You guys seem to really be in this mode where you're doing all the little things right in this in this win streak. Block 30 shots the last game, 26 more in this game. Can you just talk about the mindset this team has from one game to the next? Yeah, you know, I think everybody's got the same mindset right now, and it, it is those little things, blocking shots, getting pucks out, situational play. Um, you know, I think we just have buying in right now. Um, so you see it night in, night out. Things are going our way, and people are working really hard to get the job done. Start of the game maybe started a little bit slower than you wanted. Carter makes some big saves for you right off the bat and kind of gets you guys going in the right direction, and then you're able to get the lead soon thereafter. Yeah, you know, he's been unbelievable when, we, when he's been in that, and, you know, I can't say enough about the other goalies, too. Cal, when he was up here, he, he played great in L.A., and then Urs uh, as well in Anaheim. So, you know, we've been really fortunate that when we do have those breakdowns or a little slow start that they've been able to back us, back us up there. But, uh, yeah, Carter's been unbelievable, and, again, a really solid game from him. Nice to see the power play finally uh, get a couple tallies on the board. Yeah, obviously that's been a point of emphasis. So, uh, that was that was huge for us, and you know it's uh, kind of a big turning point of the game. Big for Tyson too, right? I mean, to finally get that one, kind of get the mm -hmm. the monkey off his back a little bit. Yeah. Absolutely, you know, for a guy like that, he's been doing so many things right. You know, tons of scoring chances, just couldn't really find the back of the net there. But you know, he stuck with it, uh, worked really hard, and I think everybody loves the way he's playing, and it's nice to see him get rewarded. As for your goal, I mean, maybe we should call you. Sean Skywalker today <laughs> on Star Wars night. Yeah. You might kind of use the force to kind of get that one through, eh? Yeah. Uh... You know, I obviously from that spot, you're not really thinking about scoring. So you just kind of get the puck to the net as fast as you can. And luckily there was a couple flash screens and it was a good shot, I guess. And it went in. When you have goals like that and then you see Hoots' goal in overtime is meant to be a pass. And mm -hmm. the two power play goals weren't exactly pretty goals. They were like grinding out goals. Is that the result of what happens when you're playing hard and grinding it for 60 minutes and trying to play this way yeah i'd say so i think that's you know those those bounces you earn over a course of the season and you know i think from from the start of the season we've been playing really hard and maybe at the beginning of the season we were losing some games where we weren't getting those bounces and we're we're starting to find some of them so i think it's it's going well our way sean walker thank you for your time back to you guys thank you and we're back and i'm going to be honest with you we love you all so much for checking in on youtube and on facebook and on twitter i think that was worth the wait yeah I will say that the next time Ant goes down and grabs a player, we're not going to wait until he's in a suit. Yeah, like he already showered and everything. Who waits for, nobody waits for the guy to come out in his suit. Get him in the underwear, that's it. Looked dapper. He did. He looked, looked good. Looked great. Like he's heading out in a night in the town. You know what? And good on him. And if he does, good on him. And if you, and if you find him out there, by all means, get that man a, a glass of water or a soda or whatever he's, he's having tonight. So. Russ, we'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow, Press Rose Show, the number one. Pre-game, intermission, and post-game show. We'll be back here live. Do us a favor. Head over to YouTube, youtube.com slash at snow the goalie. 
subscribe to the channel, hit that like. If you're watching now and you haven't hit the like button yet, I don't know what you're doing, okay? Make sure you tell other people about the Press Row Show, about Snow the Goalie, the Only Flyers podcast. We will be back tomorrow. <sighs> five o'clock start? 5.30. We took, we, so five o'clock for a pregame. We took two weeks between home games, and now we're back-to-back days. What better way to spend your weekend than with the Press Row Show, the number one rated pregame, intermission, and postgame show for Ant, for Bundy, for intern Andrew, for all the fans who have been up here with us today. Have a fantastic rest of your night. We'll see you tomorrow evening here on the Press Row Show.